Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. So Landry Locker, two weeks ago, maybe over two weeks ago by now, when Robert Woods, the wide receiver, was cut by the Titans, uh, was immediately on the Texans got to sign Robert Woods train. And I, frankly, I was a little bit skeptical of it at the moment. I thought, Landry, why are you getting all hot and bothered about a, a 31-year-old receiver that wasn't all that productive last year? Um, I'm going to go back two weeks. So this isn't Landry just doing it new or anything. He actually makes some really good points that brought me over to being – like mildly excited about Robert Woods being on the roster. I don't think he's going to be all pro or anything, but Landry brought up a few good points that I think people just were, were making unfair assumptions about Robert Woods. Uh, first, here's Landry on the injury concerns. Reason number one, Woods is a veteran leader and the injury concerns are already eliminated. He was coming off the torn ACL and he played in every single game last season. And he also had to play five games without Ryan Tannehill. You saw Malik Willis play. You saw Dobbs play. It wasn't pretty. Robert Woods, though, biggest concern, biggest stat that matters, 17 games played. He played in every single game. Okay, so there, and I, I did the editing on that, so I cut him off kind of quickly. That's what happens around here, Sean, when I do the editing. Um, <laughs> and by the way, this is on Land, the locker room, Landry's YouTube channel. Uh, it just it popped. The algorithm delivered it unto me the, this weekend. And I thought, oh, this is good stuff. So the injury concerns eliminated. I guess I would, I mean, if I wanted to get, uh, you know, d- d- split hairs, I guess anytime a guy's 31 years old, I'm going to have injury concerns and he was coming off of an ACL. But the injury, the ACL was two years ago now, and he played the entire season last year. I think that's what Landry was getting at. Yeah. So it's not like you're just, it's not like you're taking a flyer on some guy trying to figure out if he or hope that he comes back from his ACL. He came back from his ACL and he was a better player than the stats would suggest because look, we saw what Malik Willis was like as a, as a quarterback. The, t- the Titans were terrified to even throw the football when Malik Willis was in there. Yeah, he threw so, it one time in the second half against the Texans. They were running yeah. the ball with Derrick Henry the whole whole game. Yeah, yeah. So um, that that's valid there. I would say, I don't know, I, you, I, you seem a little bit more concerned about the ACL than I am. <laughs> Me? Um, yeah. I mean, not Woods particularly or specifically, no, not really, because he did play all 17 games like, you know, last year, as we've mentioned yeah. a number of times, but in terms of guys that are 30 years of age that have had ACL injuries, looking back at some of the numbers, the most recent study that I'd found was from 2013 to 2018. It took a pool of 20 wide receivers 
uh, in particular. And there's really only one outlier who is Jordy Nelson, uh, who had ACL surgery at the age of 30. He's the only one that got back to the type of production that he'd put up before the surgery. Yeah. Now everybody else, the age thing is a major factor of that 20 of that player pool of 20 guys. There was only two other players that were 30 or older. One was 31, one was 34. So it's not really a fair comp and the age 31. I can't remember the uh, player, but the numbers, they were okay, but they weren't anything comparable to what that individual did before. Everybody else was 24, 25, 27, stuff like that. I would just say this for Woods. I'm more on the Landry side than anything because I'm encouraged by what he could bring. Like maybe from a production standpoint, Seth, it's a wash between Woods or Brandon Cooks. And I'd be fine with that in terms of being a better guy in the locker room, a better guy in the receiver room. I mean, he's got the pelts on the wall. He was credited with helping bring Odell Beckham Jr. to L.A. when they were there together. Um, You know, he's credited with helping develop young receivers. Van Jefferson is a good example. Um, I think he'd be a good fit schematically with what the Texans, um, you know, are going to do this year. And that's actually, that's a great lead into Landry's second point for why Robert Woods is a good fit with the Texans. He's a system fit. He played in this offense for five years with Sean McVay. Robert Woods was one of the main dump-off options uh, with the Rams. They, they actually ran the ball with them a lot, reverse, et cetera. He thrived in that system in McVay's first five years with the Rams, uh, and he put up some really, really good numbers out there. Same system that Bobby Slowick is bringing. Well, in, in that part, too, there was a, that was something that Landry brought up that I hadn't been thinking about was actually running the ball with him and that connection to, oh, Debo Samuel uh, and what Debo Samuel is able to do as a guy out of the backfield. You know, these... Uh, there's nothing that drives me more insane is these jet sweeps now that everybody runs and they like to do it even if it doesn't work out because it makes the defensive backs think a little bit. Yeah. But so many times you're doing it to some waif like slot receiver that as soon as anybody breathes on him, he goes down, you know, especially if it's a linebacker or something. I feel like with Robert Woods, you've actually got somebody that's got some oomph to him. So that, yeah. that was a good point by Landry. Yeah, I think so too. And getting back to like the, the level of production, right? I think you would take, you know, 530 yards and a couple of scores, 53 catches from Robert Woods. But it's how is he getting those? In 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 what ways are he getting? Is he getting those types of touches? Like, look at Brandon Cooks. He didn't even put up 700 yards last year. Had maybe three touchdowns and played in 12 or 13 games for the Texans. And nothing he did really stood out to you because the offense was terrible. Your quarterback was terrible. You know, the offense and the players around him outside of Damian Pierce, there was nobody that provided any type of relative consistent production. So take that into account in hopefully the Texans get a good young receiver with the addition of John Mechie. You know, this is going to be a completely different situation here this year. So I really like the Robert Woods acquisition in that regard. Landry's third point about why the Texans, this was two weeks ago, why the Texans should sign Robert Woods, which they ultimately did do on Friday. Next reason, it's a very slim wide receiver market. And if you look at the other names on the wide receiver market, uh, you look at Jacoby Myers, Juju Smith-Schuster, Alan Lazard, DJ Chark, Paris Campbell, McCole Hardeman, Richie James, Julio Jones, Marvin Jones, Demarcus Robinson, not good. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I would agree with them there. And I would say I would extend it to 
the wide receivers in the draft. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just the, there's a there might be one or two guys that you feel good about drafting at 12 overall, and there's no guarantee that they'll be there. Or you might just feel that there's somebody else that's still better than them there. So I think the this is the part that made a lot of sense um, in terms of heading into the draft with without having extreme need in any position. And somebody might say, well, hey, isn't Brandon Cooks on the roster? Landry addressed that. Next reason why Robert Woods should be signed by the Texans. you got to replace Brandon Cooks. You have to. You're likely going to trade Brandon Cooks. And some people will be saying, well, Robert Woods isn't as good of a player as Brandon Cooks. Fortunately for us, we have kind of a comparison. They played together in Los Angeles for two seasons with Sean McVay. Now, the Rams decided to trade Brandon Cooks. They decided to pay Robert Woods, despite the fact he was a year older. They also paid Cooper Cup, but they, they chose to keep Robert Woods. Yep. So without going through the stats, because Landry did a good job on YouTube of like, you know, he's got the visual there yeah, yeah. of uh, of showing all the stats. They, they compare very favorably in a lot of ways, um, it, you know, like almost similar in a lot of respects. And I think but the key thing, like the key takeaway is, oh, yeah, uh, the Rams chose to trade Brandon Cooks for the third time in his career already. And they chose to stick with Robert Woods. And I think there's something like we've seen this now. Whatever Brandon Cooks brought to the table as a leader or as a guy that can teach guys about doing things the right way, it sure doesn't feel like that right now. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, it, I don't know what feels good or what should have really felt good about Brandon Cooks, not just here in this situation with the Texans, but there is a reason why this guy's been moved three times. You don't move good leaders. You don't move productive players. You don't move healthy players. You keep those guys around if they check all of those boxes. And for some reason, this guy is just having to pick up, you know, buy real estate here, there, and everywhere, and chances are, and it's going to happen. That's the most encouraging thing. Number one for me, why I like the Robert Woods deal, is you're going to part ways with Brandon Cooks. He's yeah. out. He's done. What um, the, the other thing, too, that I would have brought up is he's a much better scheme fit, Robert Woods is, for what Bobby Slowick wants to do with, uh, like what we just talked about with Debo Samuel, you want guys that are that can play the physical part of the game, and like Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, for his size, I, I think is a willing blocker, and I'll credit him for that. It's not like he doesn't want to block or anything, but it doesn't mean he's good at it. Right? It, it you know to the level that Robert Woods is really, really good at it. He's really good as a run blocker, and that's one of those things. It's kind of like running backs in pass protection. It really, really matters, but just nobody ever wants to talk about it or believe that it matters. It re- Likewise, with wide receivers in this scheme, the way Kyle Shanahan and presumably Bobby Slowick want to play, the run blocking really, really matters. That's how you get those big explosive runs is when you have receivers blocking downfield. So I think that's where swapping out an aging guy um, in Brandon Cooks for – Another guy who is, you know, frankly, is a much more reasonable contract. You're still going to take yeah. a hit on Brandon Cook's contract. But I guess that's another part of it. Now that we know what the contract is, it's $7.5 million a year. That's like, on average per year, he's about 34th, 35th in the NFL. And it's, but it's far, far below. Like, there's a, there's a steep drop-off from the guys who are, like, maybe 25th highest paid 
to everybody below is like in that five to seven and a half million category. That's where he is as a veteran receiver. I think this is a very reasonable price to pay on a two-year contract. So um, it, it doesn't feel like the Randall Cobb contract or anything like that. This just feels like a good kind of a boring signing, but one that gives you more latitude in A, accepting a trade for Brandon Cooks, and B, rounding out your wide receivers room. Yeah, I think a great point. You know, people – the cynicism that is set in for Texan fans is kind of annoying to me because whenever this news broke, I mean, I, I saw like a lot of the comments, you know, on our post on Facebook and, and, and Twitter, and it's like, ah, who cares? You know, the guy's washed up, whatever. It's like, you know, Brandon Cooks was 29 years old last year, and he played in 13 games, and he didn't even want to be here the entire season. But, you know, you were all about Brandon Cooks until he made a big deal about you know, wanting out on November 1st when he didn't get dealt. You know, Robert Woods is a good quality wide receiver who's coming back from ACL issues, and his numbers would have been a lot better if, in fact, he didn't play for the Tennessee Titans and didn't have Malik Willis throwing him the football last yeah. year. And he's going to be in a good situation here with an entirely new coaching staff, and you don't know who the quarterback's going to be, but this is a big get for the wide receiver room in terms of having a real veteran that has been credited with developing wide receivers, young wide receivers before. I mean, think about how valuable he could be to John Mechie, who, you know, hopefully he makes it back fully healthy 100%, and we'll get to see what he looks like in a Bobby Slowick offense. Yeah, you know what? I think as you describe that, too, uh, you know, with the fan response, a lot of it always depends on just which – which Twitter feed you're on or how you see it on Facebook or anything. I think there is a big and understandable part where everybody's super excited about the D'Amico Ryan's hire. It's a big coup. And then you have nothing except the combine and various other rumors uh, uh, swirling around. This is a deal done before free agency begins mm-hmm. on a name that's not a marquee name anymore. And I think it's almost natural that it's, for me, it wasn't it wasn't like I was critical of the move. It's just a little bit of a letdown because it's a it's like a boring quality signing. It's just a it's you're waiting for and you want fireworks, even though you know this time of year a lot of times fireworks blow up in your face. Um, for me it was just a little bit of that. Like you're about to enter free agency and you're thinking like maybe would they actually go after one of these marquee guys and a little under the radar Robert Woods signing, which really doesn't register when it comes to like the Jalen Ramsey trade to Miami, um, Aaron Rodgers speaking to Brandon Marshall about potentially going to the Jets. Yeah. Um, Mark Murphy from the from the Packers saying that if it all works out, the only way Aaron Rodgers he said to paraphrase, if Aaron Rodgers is the starting quarterback for the Packers next year, it's because things didn't turn out the way they wanted to or expected it to. So there's a lot of big drama out there. So this is yeah. But but again, there's part of me that just appreciates my team making nice, boring moves. Like, you remember when, remember when uh, every move was like a, but, either a head scratcher oh, or yeah, you're right. aggressive or unorthodox move? Do you know, like, I'm looking at these, this move particular, and there's going to be a, a lot of these, you know, sprinkled in between now and the draft as free agency really gets going. It, Nick Casario has talked about, like, this being a team-building process, and they're focusing on free agency right now and, you know, maneuvering the cap a little bit. They've got decisions to make in regards to, obviously, Brandon Cooks, dealing him, finding a partner, uh, possibly uh, the future in question, at least in terms of here, him being in Houston with Laramie Tunsil. Like, there are some things that they they can manipulate 
uh, the cap with. And I don't know that we have a hard figure, right, on what the salary cap ceiling it's, is this year in the NFL? Uh, we do for now. Yeah, they've got a, a, a really good idea of it. I don't know if it's a, a 100% formalized. Um, but you've but got, yeah. like, top five money to spend in free agency They're, this year. After the Robert Woods signing, they moved down to fourth most cap space. But yeah. They've got a lot. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, the – if there's some tweaking to be done, then it is. But they know. I mean, there's free agency starts on Wednesday. It's, it's moves like this, though, is my main yeah. overarching point that that could matter down the road because yeah. you don't know what you're going to get via the draft, you know, offensively, or if it means you're going to have a couple of guys in the receiver room, another running back. Who knows what it means? But little moves like this, when you get good quality veteran guys that are awesome in the locker room, good on the field, can help young guys develop what you thought Brandon Cooks was going to be all about. Um, we can get that guy and players like Robert Woods. It's a great thing, and it could pay big dividends down the road. And the, and the big thing, too, is in the draft. And this is where I think in free agency, maybe they go after one high-dollar item. Um, maybe they don't. I think a lot of GMs, and Nick included, like to just have the roster filled out as much as possible so that you can – genuinely take the best player available yeah you know that you don't feel like we're going into a game or a season with just in a complete deficit especially a, a deficit of veteran leadership um and so now they can trade brandon cooks without having to worry about exactly the right price or when to do it or anything like that um or maybe it, well I, you know what i guess this what it seals for me is i was holding out the possibility that maybe after talking to D'Amico Ryans that Brandon Cooks might be okay with with staying with the Texans and maybe he'd be on board. But I, I think that ship has definitely sailed. I think right D'Amico now. gave great company lines when he was asked about that. I mean, yeah. and that might have been really the first time that D'Amico just, you know, played it by the textbook. Like, all right, here's the textbook. He's just going to – he's he's a pro. He's going to sound like a pro, and he's not going to ruffle any feathers. He said exactly what he needed to say when asked about Brandon Cooks. Like, oh, yeah, I hope we get to work together. Until yeah. you're dealt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Carolina, one of the other big moves that I didn't even just mention there in the midst of all those other moves. The biggest move of all, perhaps, was Carolina trading up to the number one overall pick. What's it mean for the Texans? We'll discuss next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Okay, Sean Pendergast is gone for one more day. He'll be back tomorrow. Sean Bajani has been filling in brilliantly for him in the last couple days. John Harris did on Thursday. So uh, I've had fun. I've learned a lot from both Sean and John these last few days. Um, Sean, I sometimes I know I'm a little bit older than you, but I feel like you're more mature than me. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, Car- the Carolina Panthers. I'll take it. Uh, the Carolina Panthers trade up to number one overall. They trade a first rounder, a couple second rounders, and DJ Moore, the wide receiver, to the Bears, um, presumably to draft the quarterback. Although, as reports come out that they actually don't even know who they want to draft yet or which quarterback they like, uh, there's a, been a little bit more confusion thrown into the mix. Personally, I still think that they're going to draft a quarterback. I think. There's so much smoke that the Panthers like C.J. Stroud. I, it's hard for me not to believe it. Um, and yet, we've seen the smoke be really, really wrong at times. Um, you know, most notably when the 49ers supposedly were in love with Mac Jones and then ended up drafting Trey Lance. I, I do think, though, that the Texans... I haven't heard an argument yet that makes me feel like this should affect the Texans at all. Um, in that... Some of that is based on all these mock drafts that before any of this had the Texans taking Bryce Young. So now it just looks like it's too easy that, all right, the Panthers like C.J. Stroud, the Texans like Bryce Young, bada-bing, bada-boom, there you go. Yeah. Where, where am I flawed in this? What am, I, what am I overthinking or not thinking about enough? I, you know, in regards to your thoughts on it not affecting the Texans, uh, you know, we're just kind of talking through this at this point. It's still early. Uh, I've tried to dissect this as best as possible. I I don't see a way in which this changes anything for the Texans. I mean, they're still number two. They still had to make a decision, um, you know, on which quarterback they like. And if they yeah. know already, then that's maybe the only thing that would affect the Texans if they know they're in love with Bryce and they were planning on doing everything in their power to move up to that number one spot, the ask is now bigger because Carolina getting in while the get was good. They set the bar for the market on what it was going to take to move up to that number one spot. Maybe they did it because they're sold on a guy from the combine. Maybe they did it because as I said, the get was good and all they did was drive the market up. You're still a month and a half removed from the April 27th first round of the draft. All that's going to happen between now and then is desperation and want and need. It's going to set in. And if it's the Texans, if it's the Colts, if it's the Raiders talking themselves into, damn, we need that number one spot. They're going to blow the socks off of the Panthers with an amazing deal. Yeah. Can you do better than two ones, two twos, and a a, a really good wide receiver? (laughs) There's there's no way in hell they do that. I just don't, man. I don't think there's I don't think there's any chance in hell. I think the tech. I the the feeling I was getting, um, the vibe that I was getting, in general, was that the Texans weren't going to be moving up. That regardless of whether they like a particular quarterback or not. Um, and the arguments for Bryce Young make a lot of sense in terms of just like the old, the Patriots ethos and all of that. Uh, Nick Casario 
you know, at times has talked about he cares a lot more about performance and the, the measurables. Um, it's just tricky when it comes down to height and body weight. That's not even like the normal measurable you're talking about. Usually you're, you're talking about the combine scores and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Texans stay put. I, I think they end up drafting a quarterback. I think even if Bryce Young goes number one overall, that they would still probably like C.J. Stroud enough, even if he's not their favorite, to take him and see what happens with what it. What if they don't have to I, worry about that, Seth, though? Yeah. Because, right. you know, you ask the question, how does this affect the Texans? Maybe it doesn't They don't have at to all. worry about it. Yeah. Maybe they don't have to worry about it if right. you believe Vegas, and Vegas says C.J. Stroud's the favorite for the number one overall pick. The Panthers like him. That's why they moved up. It's a beautiful thing if you're the Texans, right, that now you don't have to do anything. You can stay put at two, and you get your guy yeah. in Bryce Young. Um, text message, Vegas had C.J. rocket up the odds boards as soon as the Panthers made the trade. I know. I know. But, like, Vegas is wrong about this stuff a lot on futures markets. That's where I just don't. Um, look at Vegas again with Trey Lance and, to the 49ers. Mac Jones was the guy. People were convinced of it. So the group think this time of year is so extreme that I just I can't trust or believe any of that. Right. And that's why I'm just I'm not buying it. There's time. There's still more time. I think that. Last year, the last couple of years, there have been a lot of trades and moves that felt like, oh my gosh, I never would have seen that coming. So I'm still, I'm still open to believing that, that man, there's, there's something that's going to be, I never saw that coming. I, I do think that the Texans end up being, if anything, most likely to trade back from 12, um, uh, then then up, up or down from number two overall. I think the, the, they feel good enough about the quarterback situation with those two top guys that they're going to take one of those guys. I'm yeah. not the, – the other the, – the thing that you sent me that was a minor news item this weekend, more out of it because it's, a, it's just an oddity and something you don't expect to see, was that the Buccaneers uh, – this is where the, – the verbiage is what caught me. The Buccaneers expect to target QB Maker May- Baker Mayfield as potential starter. Oh, do you really have to target Baker Mayfield? Is this something that like we're going to set our <laughs> sights on Baker Mayfield? That's it. We're going for Baker Mayfield. We're going to dial in on him and target Baker Mayfield. I, I like. I think you you bring him in and you give him a flyer at the job, right? You let Kyle Trask and him compete, and and then there you have it. I just uh, I don't know about targeting. Yeah, I, and and maybe even that's a little early. You know, um, it is just March 13th. Uh, Targeting Baker Mayfield, you've got uh, who? Uh, Oh, God. Uh, Andy Dalton out there as well for the get. Um, There's probably two or three handful of other quarterbacks, right? You you know what? You know, I saw mentioned for the Texans that intrigued me was uh, Mike White, the quarterback of the Jets. That guy? (laughs) The guy that yeah. nobody knew existed until Robert Salas said, him. "Yeah, we're going to play." Everybody him. loved him afterward <laughs> because he was out because he was out playing Zach Wilson. He's like, I don't know, if, I don't know if Zach. The problem with Mike White is that he uh, he's got he's too courageous. He was taking so much abuse. Like, I, like he got injured, and nobody was surprised. And so he was, he was running all over there. the place, diving, yeah. leaping over guys. Yeah, he was shooting his shot. You know, I don't know. It, this is where I'm torn. If the Texans play a rookie, I think they'll play him right away. I think either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young are polished enough that you feel fine putting him in there. You know, Deshaun, in a lot of ways, was coming out of a system 
at Clemson that is so college and so simplistic in so many ways that I don't care who you are or what your football IQ is, it's hard to make that transition. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but whereas Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, especially Bryce Young having, having played under Bill O'Brien, having, I'm sure, had multiple conversations about the next level and, you know, how you apply some of the things there, I think you play him right away. If the Texans were going to take – I almost feel like if the Texans sign Jimmy Garoppolo, it means they're drafting Anthony Richardson. If the Texans sign – there was that report last week that the, the, the Texans were making – there was a push within the building to sign Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not, I'm not buying it. I think that that's um, – I think maybe somebody suggested it or maybe some one person thinks it's a good idea, but that it doesn't make a lot of sense. If you're going to bring in a bridge quarterback – I don't need a guy that's perpetually injured. Or there might have uh, been a push from yeah. somebody within the Texans organization to sign Jimmy Garoppolo before Nick Casario was like, bro, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Maybe Bobby Slowick feels comfortable. I could see that. that. This is the classic situation where there's a reason a GM is a GM and there's a reason a coach is a coach. Maybe D'Amico or Bobby Slowick thought like, hey, look, Jimmy knows the system. It would be really helpful if we had him there and he could help, you know, smooth the transition. And that's where the GM has to say, look, yes, those are all valid arguments, but um, Garoppolo's injured all the time. Uh, We saw, I mean, Julian Edelman wasn't all that impressed with Jimmy Garoppolo's toughness. Uh Um, You know, who knows? Maybe Maybe they've got some other kind of grudge. But maybe he's also not the kind of guy that Casario wants in here. Um, and then also it would be like, okay, if Garoppolo is available at the right price, then so be it. But there's probably some team out there that's going to be, you know, maybe it's Josh McDaniels that'll throw stupid money at him, and you just don't want to do that right now. Yeah. Uh, you, circling back to the Baker Mayfield report about how the Bucks are, quote-unquote, targeting him potentially. Yeah. According to NFL media, the Buccaneers are planning to absorb the entirety of Tom Brady's $35 million uh, salary in 2023. And I was reading this report, and it was suggesting that the Buccaneers don't have to do that, or they didn't have to do that. They could have saved, you know, around $23 million in cap space if, in fact, they would have gone to Brady and said, hey, let's restructure this deal uh, you know, lessen our cap hit and we'll stay afloat. Now with the Buccaneers doing this, absorbing this cap hit, now they're going to be in a rebuild. Is Baker Mayfield ripe to be a quarterback on a rebuilding Tampa Bay Buccaneers oh, yeah, team? No kidding. You know what yeah. I mean? Like for <laughs> yeah, a guy like that, for, for a guy that maybe I'm the only one, maybe I'm in the minority. I thought he helped himself out pretty well going to LA and stepping in as quickly as he did learning the McVeigh system. I thought he'd helped himself this year on the open market to at least land an opportunity to be the number one guy, but not necessarily on a team that is rebuilding, but maybe sort of a bridge type of situation. Yeah, I don't, it's tough. Um, okay. If you talk about him on a rebuilding squad, I think the problem there is, all right, the the attitude is going to be the question mark with Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. and he's never been a guy that's handled adversity all that well, you know. Um, and it's easy it's easy when you're a short timer. It's easy when you're brought in and expectations are low to to just go ahead and put your best foot forward. So I don't know if that's the same as really gutting it out on a bad team for an entire year, especially if maybe you know 
if, like the maybe if the wide receivers aren't seeing eye to eye with you, I don't know how heavy those guys in uh, in Tampa are gonna like. How are the receivers in Tampa gonna operate this year if uh, if it's another weird season like yeah, that? Yeah. Um, but I do think that I think that he has matured. I'm sure. Like sometimes just kind of getting kidney punched a few times will do that to you, <laughs> and it's gonna be a low cost gamble. On a guy that at times when he was in Cleveland looked like he could be like, I mean, there was, there was genuine debate about whether the Browns should have paid him going into that fourth season or not already because yeah, right. he'd shown promise, um, obviously, at times when he was healthy and when the team around him was good. It'll be um, – I, I, I also think that Geno Smith – has teams now like reevaluating things like, okay, we, we might've written off Geno Smith, but look at what he did now. Let's, uh, let's be sure we eight years after the fact. (laughs) Yeah. Leave no stone unturned until we're sure a guy is actually out. Uh, Sean is out today because he decided to extend his vacation one more day up in, uh, in New York city. Uh, but Sean and I were together for John Lopez's son's wedding over the weekend. It was a really, really Good time. We'll have Cross Duck coming up next. I'll tell you a little bit about the wedding, a little bit about Nick Wright, who we hung out with, and uh, of course, Cross Talk with. Is it Landry and Brandon today still? I haven't uh, seen Brandon, but, but I know it's. Oh, okay. yeah, Brandon's here. Yes, yeah, him. Brought to you by DM, DM Leasing. That's coming up next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. So we were at this wedding on Saturday. John Lopez was the officiant officiant for uh, his son's wedding. He did an incredible job, but I I missed something that I'd really been looking forward to, which was this this band here, Turnpike Troubadours, playing at the rodeo, which which had the biggest crowd. Apparently, it's been the best concert so far at the rodeo, and a lot of Turnpike Troubadour fans. Were have just been ecstatic about the the return of Turnpike Troubadours because they they had a little bit of the issues that bands sometimes run into. Uh, their their lead singer Evan Felker just uh, to write about these things you got to live these things and sometimes he drank a little bit too much and got divorced and had to, his life was in shambles. So he got his uh, he got his life back together and they're touring again. Uh, and I know a lot of people really had an awesome time at the the rodeo. I had a great time. At, uh, at at BG Lopez's wedding, that's John's son, and I had a good time. Looked like John it, man. That, yeah. that that looked like the perfect wedding. <laughs> you know, like with the the backdrop in New York City and the party in a nice hotel, the cake. I mean, everything. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, yeah, John did it right, and that's the third wedding that he's helped pay for in the last <laughs> like eighteen months. 
So I feel like I think with John, you, you gotta sell tell, more barbecue sauce. Yeah, well, you could tell like afterwards, it almost looked like there was genuine. Like he made a bunch of jokes about it, you know, like you do with the toasts and everything. And uh, like the older brother Jacob made a made some. He gave a really good speech, took some jabs at his younger brother, um, but gave a very heartwarming speech afterwards. But John, you could tell I, it just felt like a like he could finally relax and like maybe. He, he was done with like the he was done with the first stage of parenting in life, which is like, all right, they're all out of the house, they're married, and there'll be more things to come and grandparenting and all that. But you like your your official obligations and duties, like all the ceremonial stuff, is is over with for now, and he can move on to the next stage in his life. How do you said the first stage? Like yeah. A long, a long ass long. first stage, man. I got a three year old at home. <laughs> uh, it gets harder. Don't I was worry, looking for harder. a little bit more of encouraging words from you. Like, <laughs> I feel like I've gotten through stage one already. Like, I feel like I'm already on stage three by now. It's well, it's kind of like the Big Bang Theory, I guess, which is like the actual first stages are so short that it doesn't even uh, make sense. Like, the actual first week is an entire epoch of uh of your <laughs> of parenthood so i would say like the first week is stage one like the first month is stage two uh however long it takes them to sleep for more than like four hours at a time is stage three yeah it's like funny. all those things yeah. it's funny like how you characterize things like that like i i viewed stage one as like i just need to get to the point to where he's not so fragile to where like, you know, he could fall over and just really hurt himself, you know, like when he can really walk and like balance himself, like that's beyond stage one. Now I'm on to stage two. And it's like somewhere in the middle of that is like, all right, you need to go to the restroom by yourself. I'm tired of changing (laughs) diapers. Like we need to get this potty training thing figured out. (laughs) You know, that's where I'm at. Yeah. That's where, um, you know, it's funny. There's one thing I wish, one lesson I would wished I had learned earlier came during potty training, which is like, you're going to read so much stuff about like intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation. You got to, you got to teach your kids to be motivated by doing the right thing and the good thing and everything, which is all great. But like, listen, to get a habit started, never be afraid to bribe them. Like, uh, like my, my child was not potty training well at all, like at all. And it was getting kind of embarrassing late. (laughs) So, but we were trying to do everything the right way and like not give external rewards or anything. Finally, one day I was like, well, screw this. I'm going to give one M&M. You go to the potty, you get an M&M. So like that was it, a single M&M. Boom, potty trained. And it's not like at the age of 17, Genius. they now need a, a, an M&M every time they go boom, boom. It's, uh, <laughs> they figured out, out a way to, to do it on their own after a while. But yeah, a little bit of extra. We're just simple creatures and animals. All right, the M&M strategy. I'm putting it into play ASAP. The key thing about that is you got to be like... One M&M worked because we never allowed any candy for the most part, you know, so like uh, if Same. It's, uh, you got to keep it really pure. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid. When you, if you got to get over a hump, use the external motivation. Landry, we used your audio from your podcast on the show earlier. Okay. Okay. Um, I think you, uh, you got me veered over. I was kind of, I was underwhelmed by the Robert Woods move, but I felt like you, as we uh, enter the DNM leasing sponsored crosstalk with Landry and Brandon, um, 
You you made four good points um, about his health, about his production, about him fitting the scheme. I would add to it that he's also a really good run blocker, um, and that's that's uh, that's another uh, thing that really matters to Bobby Slowick, I think. Yeah, I, I think you know I I had some people having like hot takes on it. Like you're basically getting Robert Woods for two years for the price of one year of Brandon Cooks, and yeah. The re- my nightmare would be like 15 20 million for Jacoby Myers and you, and you don't even know what he looks like in this system it's it's it, there's there's really no, uh, no reason not to to make this deal especially with all the guys they're going to have on rookie deals you're probably overpaying a little bit i guess you could say but i think i think it's just a it's a good signing i'm not going to sit here and say you know it's like perfect but he also by by most accounts he seems to be a really good guy uh, and, and and not like in an Easterby Colt guy, Colt type of way. Like he seems like he's like a really good, respected guy in the locker room. I think they even had a lot of good things to say about him in Tennessee. What do you guys have in store today? We got a lot, man. So the legal tampering is going to begin at 11 a.m. There's Ooh. one lie going around after this uh, this trade that was made that I just think is silly. Uh, it, it has me chalking like NFL insiders off my list of of who I'll ever listen to again. Ooh, we'll what time it. are you talking about that? I'll probably talk about that right off the top because it's okay. it's a little bit wild. Uh, Brandon Scott, he's uh, he's foaming at the mouth. Brandon Scott's been foaming at the mouth. What's he's wrong? Been- He's just excited. He's been texting me all. He's been texting me all week. He was he was disappointed that we weren't on the air Saturday. He's ready to go. Man, look, uh, it, this, it was, this, this is the time to be alive, Seth. And then we get off the air right when all of the action yeah. starts happen. Right when I'm starting to wind down too. Like personally, I was kind of in a mode of wind down, and I knew. When we were on the show earlier in the day that we was going to get some news dumps. I mentioned it on the show. Like, yeah. we're going to get some Friday news dumps, and it's going to be right when I'm off that mode. So I quickly switched, I saw and I've been ready to be on the air for, like, the last damn near 48 hours. I know. I saw your tweet the other day. I guess it was, uh, like, a couple of minutes after the uh, Panthers and Bears made the deal. It was like, man, I can't wait till Monday. It's like, yeah. it always happens that way. I was going to, how's that for a Friday news dump? Yeah. You know, like, well, one of the biggest that, deals pre-draft. Right, and it wasn't even, like, actually, usually news dump stuff it's like there's a reason it's a news dump, obviously, and sometimes right. it does fizzle out. This wasn't even like classic news dump material, no. though, because it was actually good news in a yeah. lot of ways. It's yeah, the kind of news that everybody yeah. wants out there. The the team that's trading, the team that's getting the trade, the, the teams that are somewhere in between because it starts to dictate a little bit about what they're going to do, what their direction is. It's a question we've been asking all week on the show, and it's like, damn. It happens right as we're off the air, right as everything kind of winds down, man. So I'm ready to get into it. Okay, I'm very intrigued by what Scott Landry peeved about the insiders. I do not I, – I, every chance I get to hear somebody slander a, one of these nugget hussies, <laughs> I'm all for it these days. Um, what about, uh, what about the, uh, the tournament? Do you guys have your brackets filled out? I do you, not. I'm, I'm a one – I got a bunch of people asking me to do brackets. I just do one. Like, I, I know yeah. that's Scroogey. I, I, I do one bracket, and that's it. I don't – and if I'm going to – Join multiple things. I just do the same bracket each time. Yeah, Probably the not the way. best strategy. I, One bracket. Here you go. I do the free bracket, you know, the CBS version, and that and that's it. But I was even telling Seth, like, I hadn't filled one out probably in two or three years. Like, it's one of those things I like to do, but just, you know, I had never got around to the last couple of years. You're, you know my brother. Yeah. That's all, he, he, he probably filled, does a hundred. He yeah. filled out a perfect bracket. He probably like does years yeah. ago when he was like oh, nine wait, he years filled out old. A what? A perfect, a perfect bracket. bracket. Get out. Yes. He should, he, yes. Should yes. he should be a millionaire. No. What is Speaking he? What lies. is he studying? No. Why is he studying medicine call, for? He don't filled call out a, Ellie a, a liar. Damn he it. He filled out a perfect bracket, but it was the problem with it was 
It was on construction paper, okay. not a website. <laughs> okay, but he also, and, but he was a young, he was a young genius though. He actually did research. It wasn't like just that's what Ray, he did. He wasn't picking them by the colors he liked. You guys, everybody, listen to uh, Landry in the very immediate next segment when he's going to slander <laughs> Nugget Hussies and possibly Ali Bajani, the brother of Sean Bajani. <laughs> Sean Bajani, thank you so much. That was awesome. Um, read him on the website, especially during tournament time. Sean has very very good stuff uh everybody else have a great day this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 